0: Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 83. Yep. It is 83, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it oh. is. Okay, alright, just making sure. Thanks, Red. Uh, well, boy, <laughs>
1: did anything happen in the week? Oh, boy, did it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, finally, finally, there's some amount of sense, dare I say it, I never thought I would, but at News Corp, the owner of... Fox News, photos, it's still photos, but they finally got rid of that bastard, Bill O'Reilly. Ah, oh, yes, yes, ding-dong, the witch is dead, uh, yes, he's finally, finally. this monster oh, come on! Has received justice. Well, not enough, but, what? uh, yes, he's finally gone and he can't spread his lies Oh, now anymore. that's a
2: bunch of orcs. This is all uh, orchestrated campaigns oh, bringing down uh, because
1: they couldn't what, win the argument with him otherwise. Uh, oh, good Lord. Lord. what do you line that hat with tinfoil, Red? I mean, really. <laughs> oh, you hush that up right now. Well,
0: Lefty Red has a point. They, uh, Bill O'Reilly did have political enemies. I mean, come on. So, and uh, it's it's strange here for Fox News. Uh, the, the argument here is that they, they said they uh, did a thorough review of the situation and decided it was time to part company with him. Uh, but but the, these uh, allegations uh, are cases that are, uh, some of which are, are, I believe, over nine years old. Huh? So, right. apparently, for the past nine years, it was okay for them to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, all of a sudden, now...
1: <laughs> so, huh? Well, he was losing <laughs> advertisers, Mr. Nelson. That's what it was. The... People had had enough, and if the advertisers were going to be uh, advertising on his program, then they were going to boycott their products. America spoke! It's over. Bye, Bill. Bye. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out.
0: Bye uh, oh, come on. Come on. Uh, yes, the advertisers did pull their ads, but uh, there were no boycotts of any products. This happened r- rather quickly. I mean, it's been going on for a month now about this new upsurge of it. And a lot of it is fallout from uh, the, the Roger Ailes uh, episode uh, where he was driven out of Fox News because of all his uh, creepiness with the ladies and so, uh, so people think, hey, remember what uh, Bill O'Reilly? He got sued and stuff. So they dug all that up and uh, was hitting him every day. And then you gotta understand the social circles of uh, people in power, and uh, it's a small group. Uh, and so people who are in the corporate world, who are at the top of owning these companies, uh, they're in the same circles. So it's not hard to get to them, and uh, kind of. Shame them that you have an association with entities like Fox News. And uh, it worked. It got through and worked. And uh, he's taken down. Because, I mean, like I said, some of these cases are pretty old. So why wasn't he fired back then? And in some of these instances, uh, Fox News itself... Was uh, settling uh, with these these women? It wasn't O'Reilly. It, it was them. What? So well, that's so uh, they're all. Yeah, so uh, this is this is this doesn't really uh, clear them. No, if they're looking for some sort of uh, 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 purity here, they're, it's not there. No, it's Come not on, exactly Well, I mean, thank
1: you, Daz.
2: No man, this is this is a setup
1: and no. railroaded. You no, know, this is a pervert caught with his what? hands in the <laughs> panty-panty. Cookie oh job. god
2: damn. Come
1: on. <laughs> uh, well uh it
0: it it is true these are settlements and like I said uh, some of these were with the uh, the company and not O'Reilly himself. I do believe the woman in the first case that was between uh, O'Reilly. and that one I believe was the well, I think it was the nine million. I don't I, I I don't have the time to look this up, but I think it was around nine million. I don't know if that was with the company and O'Reilly or O'Reilly himself. But then there was a million to I know Juliet Huddy. He, she was this woman who used to do segments on his show, and apparently he came on to her and she rebuffed him, and so then he started trashing her around the company, and she couldn't get any gigs anymore, so she sued. And the company, I think, paid her out a million dollars, and uh, she's uh, doing some sort of heavy metal website now, or something like that. Anyway, uh, and then there was another woman, uh, where it was another one of these, he did, I think just like two or three situations of women, three different women, where he would call them up on the phone and do all this sex talk and stuff. Oh my gosh. And uh and uh there was a few of them, or I think what was her name? Wendy something, Wendy Walsh, I believe. I, I and can't uh remember. uh, you know, he wanted an affair and she said no, and uh. then all of a sudden she doesn't have a job at Fox or a career anyway. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, not going anywhere. And uh she figured, well, that's Bill doing that, you know, uh harming her because yes. she wouldn't give in to his advances. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in those cases that's an actual uh complaint uh, but still, again, there are allegations. Yeah, uh, it's a settlement. Be, uh, and when the company steps in and, f- and they can force the settlement, well, even uh, if, if yeah, Bill wanted that. to fight it and said, this is bullshit, this is not oh, what, how it happened, exactly. or what have you. Uh-huh. Uh, but the company can say, no, nah, we want this done and gone. Right. It well, wouldn't and fight. they can do that. That can happen to where it's not totally in his power right, right. Uh, to be, decide that. He couldn't. And it. so she's, just, oh, just, oh, she's yeah. paid. Oh, yeah. They just say the goodbyes, and that's it. Um,
1: so, anybody who thinks no. the way he does, so do this. this is not mouth,
0: uh, like a guilty verdict. Oh, yes, it se. is. No, but but when there's smoke, there's usually fire. But, oh, come yes. on! I'm going to have to assume oh, <laughs> some of these actually uh, uh, sure are true, are are or, or, or to some degree. You know, we'll never oh, know no, for sure. Yes. But it's all true. Uh, no, uh, uh, <laughs> It's not funny. Bill needed to be a little more careful. Yeah,
1: there's people like that can't control
0: themselves now, so that's just the way they are. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know that we have enough here to make a diagnosis of uh, O'Reilly having some sort of uh, perversion or uh, sexual disorder. But anyway, uh, he's gone, and uh, different people were commenting on this. And like I said earlier in the point here, I was talking about, like, uh, 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 Wendy Walsh and uh, Juliet Huddy, where uh, their careers were hurt. By O'Reilly, apparently. I mean, that was the allegation. And that's the actual damage. Not that he said, hey, you're hot, or, you know, well, let's get dinner sometime. Uh, that sort of thing. Although I think in Julia Huddy's Hutt, Hutt, case, I believe there was an incident where uh, he called her to his room or something like that, and when she went to the door, he was standing there in his underwear. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't I mean, it, At least it wasn't as bad as the Marv Albert incident. Oh, God. Uh, uh, he, he was standing in women's underwear. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I, I, I don't understand why guys like this uh, think that that's a move that's going to work. <laughs> Well, uh, if true, uh, you know I don't no, know, but I I think, think, I think that was the Juliet Huddy story, but one of them anyway. Oh, uh, so many. But still so many. Uh, the real damages was that her she, he was damaging her job and career because she wouldn't uh, give in to his advances and that's exactly. uh, where the company's gonna have to ch- cough up money, which it did uh, in the yeah. settlement uh, but there again, settlements don't mean that there was uh, this story was actually proven to be true but uh, to make it go away the uh, company paid her uh, but like, anyway uh, the idea of you have sex with me or your job will be damaged or hurt uh, is the classic uh, court case for a, a sexual harassment. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the story is once re- now O'Reilly's gone, so there's it's no good to uh, attack him anymore. I mean, I'm sure well, that people will, but uh, right. the Fox News as a whole moves on without him. Well, yeah. we got to talk about the culture of Fox. Exactly. Uh, yes. 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 The culture created this environment. Yes. And that's oh, what made cool. O'Reilly. Uh, feel comfortable exactly. being his nasty, oh, perverted Yes, self. yes. And so it can't just be actual sexual harassment where, you know, like I said, you have sex with me or you lose your job. But no, it has to be a joke, uh, yep. uh, maybe the way he looked at you, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yep, 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 that's right. Yep.
1: You're belittling this entire ordeal. These were traumatic experiences that happened. And you're saying, oh, there was a joke here and a misunderstanding, uh, uh, someone looking at you funny. Oh, Mr. Nelson, get real. No one is saying that.
0: Uh, Well, uh, Lefty, let's take a look at a clip from CNN. What? uh, With uh, Kirsten Powers, who uh, used to be on Fox News and worked (laughs) with Bill O'Reilly. Uh, she weighed in on uh, the culture of Fox News. Yes. yes. let's take a listen to that. Oh, what is this?
3: I was on air actually with Margaret Hoover, who is at CNN now, on a regular segment we were on every Monday, and he got Margaret's name wrong, and Margaret said, hey, get my name right. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of blondes in this operation. I can't keep you all straight. <gasps> Megyn Kelly's coming up, starts throwing all these blonde names. Um, and oh, then at the end of the dear. segment says, Thank you for your blondness to both of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I went yeah, yeah. to his executive producer and I said, um, he needs to apologize and he needs to never do that again. Exactly. Um, or I'm not doing his show anymore. Good, and God. I was told Come basically, on. well, you know, Bill, there's nothing we can do about it. He's a throwback. He's kind of have an Archie Bunker.
4: No.
3: Oh, and I yes. said, well, if you mean he's a Neanderthal, then we're yes. on the same page. Oh, he can never do that again. Go. I'm exactly. a political analyst here. Exactly. Went to Bill, came back, said, no, he's not going to apologize. So oh, then I went yeah. to my, my, I was called into my boss's office. I was told... What can we do? It's Bill. There's nothing we can do. Oh. Um, you know, we're sorry this happened to you, but there's nothing we can do. I complained uh, to Roger Ailes. I was oh, told the Lord. same exact thing. There's nothing we can oh. do. It's Bill. Oh. He's a jerk. Nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Roger said, you know, Bill, he likes to put up uh, p- dirty pictures and ask pretty girls to t- talk about them. What? Oh, my God. It's
1: worse than I
0: thought. Yeah. Uh, again, uh This is even hearsay on her part, uh, not just from her secondhand hearsay, and that she's saying Roger Ailes told her that. Uh, Did that happen? Uh, We have no idea. So uh, this story is completely and utterly useless. I mean, up against women who were uh, their jobs were trashed because they wouldn't have sex with the man is a far more serious charge than uh, him saying, I got some blondes confused. I mean, this is ridiculous, and it was absurd for Kirsten, Kirsten to even bring this up. I mean, she's actually hurting the other women here by making it seem trivial and silly that this was just nothing. And I mean, here she is. I'm sorry this happened to you, Kirsten. I mean, really? I mean, it's as if he assaulted her or something. Nothing happened. Uh, that incident was just completely stupid. And I mean, look, if she actually saw Bill O'Reilly showing naked pictures or whatever it was, uh, and saying, Hey, Kirsten, take a look at this. What do you think? Uh, then that would be more in a, uh, uh, close to what, uh, the other women had were saying happened to them because that's creepy and weird. But the idea that he got some blonde women confused and just made a little joke about it.
1: So what? I mean, that's
0: nothing. And so this was just really stupid. And I I suppose now that Kirsten's at CNN, she wanted to give CNN some meat for the story uh, to stick it to the competition now that she's uh, no longer loyal to her old job. <laughs> and I you know I liked Kirsten she made a lot of good points here that she's a flaming lefty what? and all that so No, like I don't mean you left I mean she's you know on the left and well, uh, I
1: mean she she's, she's right and sensible, but she
0: made though. some good points about uh, especially yes. in these days of uh, free speech yes and how the, the the left is more of a threat to what? the principles and ideals of the uh, free speech what? than the right is uh. and uh, but now I don't know maybe she's gonna change her tune that she's working for a different company Oh, Is I that doubt. how she it works? Uh, which means she has no principles at all, I suppose. Oh, so we'll <laughs> see about that. But oh, yeah. on this, her story here, oh, and oh, yeah, uh, I, I don't doubt that it happened at all. Especially, well, the, I mean, no. the lawn part. I mean, she can't clarify oh. someone else's story about dirty pictures and all Ooh. that
1: crap. Well, it seems true. But Nelson, I think the overall point, she was giving examples of the culture oh, that existed there. Well, and how Fox to enabled here. and allowed all it all <laughs> and even promoted the attitudes. <laughs> of people like Roger Ailes and Mr O'Reilly. Yeah, but Lefty uh in
0: her own story she's saying they all were apologetic towards her and said they were sorry there was nothing they uh, could do because that's the way Bill is. But, uh, see, uh, but if he didn't want to apologize they couldn't but force him to do enabling. it and that sort of thing, but they were, "Oh, we're sorry this happened to you." That yeah. doesn't really sound like much of the uh, the culture that said you know, like,
1: uh, but it's you know, it's it's enabling.
0: Come on, be a big girl now and stop well, crying or something like that. I'm sure you they insinuate that uh, this was the like the set of madmen. Men yes. and all that sort of thing. And then yes. that's otherwise Bill O'Reilly wouldn't have done that. He would have been a perfect gentleman twenty four seven if only they acted uh, in the way that uh, Kirsten thinks they should act. Yeah, made well, like a, a gentleman uh, who behaves. She didn't really provide any real evidence there that that's what causes. If that's the her point, is if you're suggesting, Lefty, that uh, that caused people like uh, O'Reilly to act out?
1: I I think it's a clear point of enabling Nelson. I stand by that. Yeah. I stand.
0: Well, you know, I think the lesson here, and another part of the CNN story was Margaret Hoover, she mentioned, and she was saying that she, uh, she's always thinking about not putting herself in those situations oh God, and that sort of thing. Victim,
1: uh, this really cer-
0: certainly gives credence to uh, the earlier uh, accounts of Vice President Mike Pence. On the left uh, re- uh, grilled him yeah. over the, his oh, admission yeah, that. that he... Uh, doesn't tend to be alone in a room mm-hmm. with a woman yep. who isn't his wife. And uh, I think right. that's good advice. Yes, no. uh, Mike Pence is clearly uh, smarter than Bill O'Reilly.
1: Well, that's not really saying a whole lot.
2: No, oh, good Lord. Hey, by the way, I just remember something.
0: Didn't Kirsten uh, Powers date that uh, Anthony Weiner? What? Uh, that's right. That's what? right, Red. Uh, he, She did. She did. They dated. What?
1: Well, that just goes to show she knows what she's talking about.
2: What? Oh, good (laughs) lord. Uh, All
0: right. We're going to take a break. uh, And uh, up next, I'm going to be talking to my guest, uh, actor-comedian Jimmy Della Valley, uh, right after this. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. RadioMisfits.com Say, gang, can't get enough of Mr. Nelson? <laughs> yes, and who can? Well, to help out in between shows, why don't you head over to Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. (laughs) Yes, it's just that simple. There you'll find all kinds of t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and pins, and even hats. Yes, that's right. All adorned with artwork by yours truly, Mr. Nelson. And of course, most prominently, the Mr. Nelson t-shirt, the Mr. Nelson pins, buttons, uh, bumper stickers, and the mugs. Uh, did I say mugs? Yeah. And a night-night shirt, that too. Oh, yes, yes, and other lovely shirts that uh, feature artwork from uh, my Selfie store, myselfie.com store slash Nelson, where you can watch my little man, Mystery Science Theater movies. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, other t-shirts and stuff that I did just for fun. Uh, and even the uh, the Rob Saul Show uh, t-shirt is there. Yes, you can have all those goodies. You need to go to zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's right, the Mr. Nelson store. zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... Just that easy.
2: The graduating class of Animal High with
0: disco daffies, love-starved jocks, and swinging cheerleaders in the driver's seat. Animal
1: High.
2: Where all the play-ins, not on the football field. It's a wild and crazy
1: movie where nobody wears a toga. Animal High. Starring zany Robert Williams, wacky Keith Martin, and sexy Suzette Summers. Red. Animal High from Tanamount Pictures.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'll take all your jeans off. Muhammad! Muhammad! What is it, Muhammad? Oh, Muhammad has just informed me that our secret cave base has been compromised. The Americans know our location. It does not matter. Do not show fear.
0: If we are to be martyred, then it is the will of Allah. Oh, Wagba! And when they come into our cave, we will slaughter as many of the infidel Americans as we can.
2: Oh, but... Oh... Wait, what does that sound? It's coming from above. Oh no, it's Moab!
0: Moab kills jihadis dead. Moab, available at Walmart, Target, and online at Amazon.com. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. welcome back uh now i'm gonna welcome my guest comedian actor writer jimmy della valley uh he he's on the road as we speak and uh he just called in so uh, welcome to the show jimmy
5: hey how you doing what's good
0: no i'm doing fine uh better than some uh and uh uh, looking up on your, your background, uh, you, you're a comedian and uh, you've done some voiceover work. Uh, and you live in LA now, and uh, you've also been in some TV shows. A, a little show, uh, some people may know it; I don't know, called The Sopranos.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, a little show, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, Sex in the City, eyes, uh, those sorts of things, and uh, and uh, you're going to be uh, at, at the Laugh Factory uh, this Sunday. Uh, yeah, so yeah, with a bunch yeah. of guys. It says Latino comedy night, but I I assume uh, you're allowed to be a part of that because you you married a Latino. I understand.
5: Uh, yeah, that's that, that's my way in. Yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like if I go to jail, I don't get raped by the Latinos. I like, go oh, I fuck one
0: normally. Okay, all right, <laughs> we won't. We won't. Uh, we well, that, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I understand you have a cat named Marvin. Uh, yeah, my is the cat is the cat Latino as well? I don't know.
5: No, no, he <laughs> he he is uh he's Italian and uh, he's a two bite minimum and he fucking says meow. You doing? I mean, yes, meow. You doing? He's very Italian, very Italian.
0: <laughs> well, good, good. So yeah, I assume like uh, the cartoon Garfield, he uh, enjoys lasagna. Uh.
5: You know, it's funny. Uh, you're West Coast, right? You're... No, no. I,
0: I'm in Louisiana, so I'm in the middle.
5: Oh, you are? Okay, yeah. You know, it's funny. I used to do a joke about, yeah, I had a cat, and uh, I had a cat, and I used to feed him uh, spaghetti, just like Garfield. He loved it. Then I got a <laughs> guinea pig and, felt, and fed him uh, uh, pasta, and he died. <laughs> and I told, the doctor, I told the doctor, that ain't a real fucking guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> now, that joke doesn't work on the West Coast. They're like, what is that? <laughs> they, they don't even know what a guinea is.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that they don't quite understand. And, a lot, uh, and sometimes you'll say, yeah, yeah, just a ginzo. And they don't, don't know that one either. <laughs> so yeah. you either got to know somebody from there or you have to be there. And in my case, I know a lot of people from there, so.
5: You have the greatest radio voice I've heard in a long time. Your, your voice is almost like Gary Owen from Laughing.
0: I get that all the time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and
5: the waves Gary. Like,
0: yes, great. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, I wish more people would be willing to uh, uh, offer me positions for this voice. <laughs> but so far, no such luck, but we can always try.
5: Well, that's so funny. Speaking of positions, I could just use that voice in the bedroom. Honey, I'd like to do the doggy <laughs> position. Would yeah. you enjoy to fornicate with me? <laughs> like this amazing voice you have,
1: you know. Yeah, you know but what? Jimmy, I don't want you to do it your voice. I want his voice to do it. That's right, right, right,
0: honey. Could you assume the position, honey? You know the one. The one that's special between right. you and me. Yeah.
5: That's funny. Man. That's a great. That's a great I'd like book. to say
0: that works, but well, no, it doesn't.
5: <laughs> well, it's not about the voice; it's about the face. You know, that's that's my my wife calls mine because I, cause I used to be like I was a major model. Like I joke about it now. Nah, I was a Ford model. Now I'm a Hyundai model. You know, I gained weight <laughs> for years, and uh, you know, and I and, and uh. She'll say something. She they like, gave out this way, and I'm like, "Yeah, look at his face. Look at his fucking. Are you kidding me? I go, you don't see comedians with a face." She says, "Yeah, yeah. You with a face on a stick. They should just put it and put a stick and <laughs> sell it at the carnival." And she's fat. She's very funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like she's asking for your head to be decapitated. <laughs> yeah,
4: face on the- a stick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, the usual questions. How'd you get into the biz?
5: So, um, I got kicked out of Catholic school in the fifth grade. That was good, fun. Good, good. That's,
0: That's a good way to do it, yeah. Made,
5: made my parents almost get divorced. Uh, there you go. They didn't. Uh, they <laughs> were together 54 years before my pops died, God rest his soul. Yeah. But uh, she was like, That's it! I'm getting a divorce. It's because of you. He's the devil. He's the devil. <laughs> And he's like, really? Our fucking subscription to HBO and Cinemax have nothing to do with, <laughs> with, with, with the devil. Him watching Richard Pryor five thirty in the morning live on the set—nothing to do with me. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was the truth. She she tried to blame it, and then he just like snapped. You know. Yeah. You know, like you're you're fucking crazy. But yeah, so then I had to go to public school, and uh, my teacher in the sixth grade he. Uh, um, I was in the same class all day long. I was like, I wasn't in like, uh, you know, the handicapped classes, but I was in like <laughs> the we call them now the creative classes. Like it was called resource. I had to kind of have the teacher help me because my ADD was like all over the place. So I was very bad at very bad at test taking and all that stuff. Um I never I never went to college because I just hated school I just everything to do with it and I had
4: I had offers
5: for like uh you know college scholarships and stuff for uh for oh, baseball wow. My, my dad wanted me to be a Yankee but I knew that I had another uh idea what I wanted to do you know uh yeah in in life so, so that's it man and that's that's all I've ever done really other than worked in uh you know I slang burgers when I was like uh, 16 for a year and I worked like all the time. And then I did went through like 68 jobs after that of just like in, in one year, 68 jobs. I just kept (laughs) literally on lunch. I'd like this fucking sucks. And I'd go on an application. I was like a good looking kid, you know? So I was like, boom, I'd get hired that day. Like I literally, (laughs) and I, and I would never go back to the other job. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm working here now. (laughs) I'm working here, I'm working at Sears, I'm working at the gas station, I'm working over here, I'm doing this, I'm bagging groceries, I just (laughs) knew I didn't want to have a boss of anything, and then I um, um, started stand-up, and uh, loved it, and got into really heavily gambling, and quit stand-up, after a few years of actually just working, I instantly... I worked within three months of doing stand up, which is rare. Like, I literally was on the road all over the East Coast, wow. you know, up and down from uh, New York to Pennsylvania to Boston to New Hampshire to Maine, working with a headliner. And that was great. What a great life. And, what, and then I was gambling so much that I just wanted to gamble. And, uh, and I was like, well, what can I do? And a pit boss pulled me aside and said, I'm going to get you a job in this casino. Um, he goes, you probably won't be able to do stand-up for a little while. You'll have to do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like it, I didn't have the passion. It took me a long time to actually, even though I did comedy for so many years from the early nineties for a living, I really didn't even get serious about it. It was it was just uh, whatever. It's what I did. It's how I paid the bills. But I never was like worried about anything. Like I wasn't like, okay, if if a gig got canceled, I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like (laughs) I just didn't, you know. And then I started in the early 2000s. I started to take it seriously, and that's when I saw the change in my career of like, oh my God, look at all the shit I can do here.
4: Right. And I was
5: getting, I was getting commercials and, you know, I was already getting them, but I wasn't even carrying them. But then I was getting commercials and, and I was getting my first TV roles and, uh, you know, but now, I mean, I'm getting straight lead roles. I mean, I just did two films back to back this, this month. Uh, One was a, one was a starring role. The other was a, um, a supporting role. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just really, I gotten, I was pushed into the acting world because of my look. My manager was like, you're going to be an actor. That's it. Ray, Ray Romano's manager uh, wanted to represent me um, mm-hmm. back in the early 90s, and I didn't want to be an actor. I'm like, I just want to stand up. He's like, no, 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 no. We got all the plans for you. Well, you know, fuck those plants. <laughs> and then that's actually what I really took off with with the acting and uh, stand up. So I pretty much, you know, I can work anywhere I want. I uh-huh. do the cruises now and I do everything, you know, and I, I love it.
0: Well, that's what well, you've been very fortunate in opportunities. Uh, it looks like, because you've, like you said, there's some you've turned down. When uh, maybe you shouldn't have, but you did. But still, you had more coming. And I, I suspect, perhaps uh, this is uh, uh, the wisdom of, of age. You know, when you were younger, you didn't quite understand the seriousness of it, and now you're, you're like the wisdom has settled in, and uh, you understand you might want to take some of these opportunities.
5: Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Like I'm on, like you know, let's say, so I work on a cruise ship, you know, and I'll do five different. Four or five different thirty-minute shows, completely different shows, yeah. and these fans will, will love you know they'll love me and we'll take pictures and we'll become buddies or something on the ship, and then you know they'll buy shirts or DVDs or they'll go watch my movies on Amazon or Netflix or whatever, and it, it's really been a nice uh, the last I don't know maybe. Really, I really think that it's kind of like my father died in two thousand and nine, and it was almost like he lied, laid on his bed and his deathbed and told me, he's like, he goes, "All right," he goes, "You're gonna stop fucking around." Like literally <laughs> on his deathbed, he's like, "Yeah, you, you, you have the world by the balls. You can act. You can do comedy." He goes, he goes, "This is what you were you were born to do." So he goes make make m- mommy proud. You know that was, you know what I mean, that was yeah. pretty much it. and I was like, "Guy, right, you know what? Let me uh but let, let me let me do this right." Right,
0: you know? right. This is your moment and, of uh, truth.
5: So, you know, and uh I created I created a sitcom um called um Not for Nothing, which is like a blue-collar Seinfeld type of thing. <laughs> and uh, we shot the pilot a couple oh. years ago couple of years ago and then uh, what happened was um in the last uh uh month they uh, amazon prime was like we want it so we're gonna oh. we're going well yeah so we're going into production this summer and we're going to shoot more but it's going to be up on amazon prime in the next few weeks cool um so people can see the pilot and uh, you know they actually Amazon was going back and forth with me of what picture they wanted to pull and the graphics and everything actually today. So, uh, all it's, right, you know, you know, because that that's what it was. It was like you, you know, as a comedian, you dream of having your own show,
4: right? But right.
5: You're really not. You're not ready. I mean, some guys like Gerard Carmichael. He's great, and Gerard had never. Uh, Really did much. And then all of a sudden he carries his own show and he's great. Yeah. You know? But uh, me that young, I couldn't focus. I wasn't too much into pussy and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Running. Oh,
0: that damn pussy. It always gets in the way.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's always. It, it stinks. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it really
5: became wow. That's
0: uh, fantastic news there. That's really it's still going to be called not for nothing.
5: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, not for nothing. We're going to call it. It's yeah. actually crazy, but um, you see the show Nobody's, which is on with Melissa McCarthy. That's what my kick in the ass was
3: because oh, yeah. I did this
5: pilot a couple years ago, and Nobody's was similar to the okay. show, and I'm and I actually had written with the Writers Guild of America. Nobody's is my first name for the show, but I changed it to Not For Nothing. And then all of a sudden, they come out with a show called Nobody's. And I'm like, oh are, you, boy. are you kidding me? Yeah. So I said to my wife, I said, I'm not letting this sit on the shelf. And then I started popping it, you know, sending it out to people. And they were like, yeah. And Amazon was like, yeah, we want it. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, because, you know, we I could go with Netflix. And they said, no, this is the deal. And that was it. So really excited about it. Yeah, you know? that's really
0: cool. And that, you know, those the Amazon and Netflix, that platform and those ideas are clearly the future of uh, of television and the uh, programs like that. Which is uh, it's exciting times to be in, but also uh, even more exciting when you're a part of it.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, well to be you know to have uh, the creative, uh, you know. Uh, uh, control, the creative control that I have because right. I, I created it uh, with my uh, best friend, Tim Hobie, Jerry Hauk, and uh, Eddie Belez, who's a famous actor who's now directing and he's already direct. We just did a movie that Jerry Houck wrote where uh, I star in it. I'm in every second, every frame of the movie called um, The Cross-Up. Okay. about a mob guy who gets whacked goes to heaven begs first for forgiveness to come <laughs> back home and uh it's really good like okay. uh it's gonna hopefully be running all the film festivals and right um right. and uh, so you know that's something we're really proud of that and 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 being from that whole process you gotta understand i never went to college i never learned anything uh, about movie making, I didn't do plays because I thought just the little bitch dudes did plays and in, in high school <laughs> that, that was not my you know what I mean that was not my thing. Right, right. And, and all of a sudden I've learned. So I've learned like I was an apprentice actor yeah. up to like where I'm at now as a lead actor, and I can and and uh, you know I'm not tuning my horn. I'm just knowing what's happening, and it's very exciting and humbling to have someone say when they see my, my, my work in acting um, they'll go dude you're, you're like reminding me of like a young Jackie Gleason or oh, a James, wow. Ga- James Gandolfini they're yeah. like you have so much range and I'm like oh man thank you thank you that's just the greatest compliment because those are like my kings you know
0: Right, right. I've always been fascinated with character actors. I always thought that, you know, because a lot of times that's more of a steady job, at least it was for a while, uh, than some of the stars, because when the stars hit it and they might burn out or something like that, then it's over. But uh, character actors... Always, but a lot of times when the character actor gets, a, gets a chance to shine, then that's when you really do see the range there. Uh, it's like recent shows like uh, uh, the Breaking Bad and Breaking, uh, I mean the uh, Better Call Saul series where the guy plays the Mike character. That's a guy's head character actors for, I don't know, 40 years now. And he really, boy, when you see him in that role... Uh, and then you really understand just what the raw talent there that that exists there. So is
5: that's is that, is that Jonathan Banks you're talking right, about. Right, right. That's
1: yes, yeah. yes, yes.
5: Yeah, the older the older guy. I mean, yeah, right. he's
0: phenomenal. He's exactly. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And uh looking over a lot of your stuff I did preparing for the show, I can see that character actor talent uh within you. And uh and I certainly know what people are talking about the face. <laughs> and you so you yeah, he just looks like the guy you would see all the time. So I you're in the right profession. No doubt about that. And so for you to have a shot at a a movie where you're the lead, that would be very fascinating to see because I uh, I think that's uh, it's a good bet.
5: Well, I do have, you know, I have the movie Rivers Nine that's out on Amazon as, as well. Was it was at theaters now, Sam stars me, Vinnie Jones, Elizabeth Rome, who plays uh, Jennifer Lawrence's sister in, uh, Joy, oh, and Joy, yeah. and she's also an American Hustle. Um, she plays Jeremy Renner's wife. I mean, she's been around in Law & Order, series regular. Anyways, her, uh, Vinny Jones, Jamie Kennedy, C. Thomas Howell, Thomas Downey, and Ed Ross, who was a famous character actor from uh, Six Feet Under. He always plays a Russian. I think he's the Russian florist. Yeah. I'm sitting under <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: and uh, you know that guy loved me. Ed o. Ross, this guy is like a phenomenal character actor, and he worked with me. And I'm right hand man to Vinnie Jones the whole movie. And uh, after, like the screening and stuff, after he saw my work, he, we actually met at the table read, and he was like, "There's something about you, Jimmy. You just you really take over a room and this and that." And I said, "Oh, thank you, thank you, I appreciate." It. And uh, he he just write a bit a movie um, and I have a part. So we'll see, you know, they have to see if they get funding, but he wrote it and he wants to direct it and he's starring in it. But for this guy who had a 45, 50 year career right, to think, you know, who's worked with the greatest, it's, it's very humbling, you know?
0: Well, I can imagine. Yeah. 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 So, so but, uh, so, yeah, it's exciting news about your uh, sitcom. We'll see where that goes. And that, oh, yeah. and that might you. shoot to something. I'll be looking forward to that. But uh, one of the usual questions I have for stand-ups uh, is uh, when you when you you have to know how to uh, understand your audience in order to make it in that. And I was wondering if uh, you use a certain joke to gauge uh, what you expect from your audience where you can say, well, they're not going to be into this, so I'll move on to this.
5: You know, uh, I have a black brother-in-law. Forty years of my family, and okay. as, as an Italian kid in New York, growing up, that uh, that was a no-no. And uh, so, I'll do jokes about my my black brother-in-law that are very close to home, very funny, and um, it usually kills. But every once in a while, you've got some uptight white guy who's like, "I can't believe he would say, oh, oh my yeah. god!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Look at the black people laughing!" And every once in a while. Maybe a black person, and I and I'll joke, and I'm like, I know the struggle, of my brother. Like I'll be laughing, you know. And yeah, then they'll yeah. laugh, but every once in a while, you get the black guy who might be a little racist, and then he'll be like, after, yeah, I appreciate that you're saying that. And I'm like, I'm like, I talked about black guys' fucking penises and and uh, <laughs> women, and I go, how? Who cares? You know, yeah. like. You know, I didn't. I didn't say the N word. I didn't. You know, anything. So,
0: yeah.
4: It,
5: it's uh So you know, it gets. It, it's like so. Uh, one way I do with the clean show on the right, crew, right. a, a bit. I say, hey, uh, I'm a big guy. Where are my big guy's at? And this is how I completely ga- gauge the room. Is I say uh, I have IBS. It's hereditary. It runs in your genes. Boom. <laughs> And it's that type of joke where you just start laughing and laughing more. And I go, I know, I know, it's a crappy joke. (laughs) Right? And that's it. I got the room. If that joke doesn't hit in that clean show, then it's a wrap. Now I know I got a lot of work to do because I got to backpedal. And I go through my Rolodex of jokes in my mind. Oh, well, shit, if they didn't like that, that joke kills. (laughs) hundred and fifty percent of the time, you know what I mean? You're like, right. Clean. It's clever. It's, it's cute. It's it just, it's perfect. You know? So that's, and then, then I know, okay. Oh, well, if they don't like that, then I can't do this joke about my, I can't joke that my dad used to steal from his job because now they're offended by it. Like you just start realizing yeah. What you could do, but I, I am the master of uh, playing off the audience, improv,ing crowd work, as well as and I fly blind. I go up there on a tightrope. I'm not the guy who, who knows what he's going to say when he improvs. I don't say, "Hey, where are you from? Kentucky? Who oh, you, you? You have sex with your sister? You know." I don't say that. <laughs> like I, I imp- my improvisational skills from going to UCB, Second City, that type of stuff. I literally ask the question and I need to hear the answer and I need to repeat it. So everyone in the audience hears what that person said. And then I go for it, you know, um, it's, and it's like so many times I'll see some guys do it flawlessly where they actually do have the lines. Oh, so you're a black guy. Oh, hey, give me my wallet back. (laughs) You know, like whatever (laughs) they do, and, uh, it's, you know, Hey, whatever works for anyone, more power to them. But I've right. realized a lot about this business, 20, I'm 25 years in the business. You know what I mean? Uh, I've, I've learned so much. Like, look, this is what happens. You don't, uh, you know, you're like, you know, like, so let's say Joe Schmo gets a TV show and you're like, ah, fuck that guy. He wasn't even funny. Well, guess what? He did something to make network like him. Maybe he's, you know, whatever it is. People are going to be jealous of me getting a TV show. A lot yeah. of people are going to be happy, but there's a lot of haters and trolls. Yeah. My, com- <laughs> my comedy special, I have great reviews, and then I have haters and trolls that rip it apart on yeah. on uh, on on the streaming network. So you're like. Ugh. You know, like, and and it hurts your, it hurts your feelings, like, and I make it very clear sometimes, especially on social media, you know, and I say, just so you know, guys, I am a a man, um, uh, before I'm a comedian, so if you really want to, if you want to say things, say it to my face instead of hiding behind a computer, you know, Oh yeah. And it sucks, man. So even like your show, it can be great. And then someone can go on. You're like, man, this is the greatest interview ever. And then you go and you post it. And then people talk shit. They're like, yeah, you know, you weren't that good. And you're like, (laughs) why? Why? Like the old thing says, if you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all.
0: Right, right.
5: This shit went out the window. Uh, <laughs> it's,
0: it's dead today with the internet age and what have you. And yeah. uh, I think there's, a, there's an enormous amount of people who thrive on that sort of thing, where uh, if you actually have a constructive criticism of some sort, you could spell it out. But to just be, well, you're shit, you're no good, you're a ripoff of this guy or that, or some shit like that, uh, that's not much of all. That's just somebody who I- enjoys bitching. And they then moved on to some other guy they're bitching at, too, you know. And so a lot of times, you know, yeah, it's going to hurt your feelings, but a lot of times you just got to just, yeah, well, so what?
5: Yeah, like uh, one of my best friends, comedian Dwayne Perkins. He's been around for years, had several comedy specials. He's a, he's an amazing comedian. Black comedian from Brooklyn, but he's not like a deaf comedy jam. He's, a, he's uh, got a very clever, unique uh, style, and just people love him. And he, he had said, he goes, he goes, you know, he goes, you put your video up on YouTube and you got a million hits. And then, and then, uh, he goes, it's always five comments down. Oh, he was amazing. This, that, that, that. You get to the fifth. It's like, fuck you. I hate black people. They should be <laughs> Ku Klux Klan for life. You're like, what the? And it, it's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on YouTube, I have my comments. I think they're disabled
0: because you can't, you don't even want to deal with those. Yeah. You know?
5: Yeah, it's amazing. That's what you I'm know, saying.
0: It's like a lot of times that's just some weirdo who gets off on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. this is right. what you're going to do. There's no, yeah, so, yeah, I guess you just, just disable the comments about all you can do. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, you also do a podcast called The Brooklyn Buddha.
5: Yeah. So that's kind of on hiatus now. Every oh, okay. every producer I've worked with is a loser. I'll, oh, I'll call them out right now. They're fucking losers. No, um, no. I had this great podcast that everybody loved doing. I had so many famous people doing it as well as just other people that aren't famous but that are always working. And they're great and great stories. And... Uh, Man, I don't know how many times we would record, and then each one, two different producers would go, Oh, you know, I don't know what happened. It uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't oh, record geez. or something. <laughs> like, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like,
0: you know oh, what I mean? No.
5: So I just, and, and I at first I did it at John Lovett's Comedy Club, which was in this gorgeous studio, and then I did it. Then I started doing it at my house, and it was great. And people would come to my house, and and I would only interview people I knew. You know, yeah. yeah. There was only one guy, uh, Dwayne Whitaker, who, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, he's the one who lures uh, Bruce Willis in where he gets gets uh, uh, Ving Rhames raped in the ass. That's
4: oh yeah, one. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. Okay. Dwayne Whitaker, yeah. So um, he's a phenomenal actor, and um, he came over and gave me, I think, like, DVD to Pulp Fiction, autographs. It was, it was wow. amazing, really classy. Some people will come and give you gifts, and then some people just show up, and they're like, yeah, i got to get out of here. And they, okay, yeah, all right.
4: Yeah. You know, <laughs>
5: you're, you're so busy. Okay, I understand. And then you'll, you know. But the thing is, that's how it starts. They want to get out of here. And once they get on the podcast, I'll say, hey, man, yeah, you said you got to leave in 45 minutes. And, and I'll be, like, giving them the cut mark. And they're like, no, no, no. Next thing you know, they're doing 90 minutes. And they're going, this is my favorite podcast I've ever done. This was <laughs> so much fun, man. I've never met anyone like you. You're so genuine. You're, you're, you're not a fucking bullshit, you know.
0: So yeah,
5: yeah. it works out, you know, great, you know. And, and I get on them sometimes, like, like, I'm listening to you, and, and I'm enjoying it. Of course, I'm, I'm talking. I'm driving, so I'm trying to pay attention and drive so yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but the thing is, it's like you sit there, and and um, sometimes it's just – I remember headlining up in Seattle, and they have a guy. I can't remember his name, but he's a famous, famous radio guy, and he's old as dirt. And it was the most boring show I'd ever did in my life. I mean, you know, you're like, what the fuck? You know, like you talk to Ozzy Osbourne, like it's the whole bus of-
0: Yeah, <laughs>
5: I remember this guy's name. But, but it was the worst ever. And I said to my agent and the publicist, what the fuck? They go, dude, listen, your shows are going to sell out because you are on his show today. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God, man. It was like, you know, oof.
0: So the name alone uh, sold the deal, I guess. I guess.
5: Yeah, that's, you know, that's how it, you know, but, but uh, you know, I definitely could in the future going back to the podcast, but I really got to have, you know, like Cooper's, you know, Cooper's always like, he's like, dude, just get the Zoom and do it. And I have one, but. I don't know. It's not the same. I want to have. I want to have my guy sit there, the producer, play around on the you know the laptop with the, right. the synthesizer or whatever you call it, the, the thing to mix it and put it. You know, like my my good friend is. We the church of what's happening now. Have you ever heard? Of it? It's hey. like the biggest podcast out there. Have you
0: well, ever? You're, heard of it? you're yeah. breaking up, so I'm gonna have to repeat it.
5: Oh. Joey Diaz, have you ever heard of Joey's podcast?
0: I'm afraid not.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, The Church of What's Happening Now, it's like the number it's the number one podcast in the country. He sells out theaters, uh, comedy clubs, everything. He was Joe Rogan's best friend and oh, wow. he used to go on. Yeah, Joey Diaz. So he used to go on. Actually, Joey Diaz gave me a nice part uh I was in uh, No Witness News Network. Did, did you ever see it? Where if Italians ran the news?
0: I'm afraid I haven't seen that either.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, we got like over 30 million uh, views. Oh, it was like one of the biggest viral videos. Yeah, you gotta.
4: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look fans, that up.
5: Yeah. Oh my God! It's yeah, Italians ran the news. Damon Williams <laughs> Jr. produced it with uh, Vin- Vincent O'Shanna. It is so funny, and I played uh, the head newscaster with uh, Vincent O'Shanna.
0: Okay, it was,
4: cool.
5: Uh, yeah, but but uh, was, anyways, um, you know. So it's like I talked to his producer, Joey's, and I was like, "Hey, and his name's Leland." And I was like, "Dude, do you want?" He's like, "Oh man, you know, I just I just record uh, Joey's, and we put it right up. It's, it goes right up." He goes, "There's no fucking day. There's no half a half."
2: We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by.
5: Hello?
0: You still there, Jimmy?
5: Yes, buddy, I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Thank God I was worried you may have gotten in a crash.
5: (laughs) No, I'm trapped in a well. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay
0: all right let me and before it breaks up there i'll go ahead and wrap it up here and uh thank you for being on and oh, uh man, it was fun and i look forward to the uh, amazon show and uh I, I hope you will come back on and you won't be too big for me
5: <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I, I'm always that guy which uh i would never be i would never you know a lot of my uh uh friends, you know, f- famous comedian friends like a Russell Peters or uh, Nick said, You know, yeah. we we don't you know, we try not to uh, forget. You know where you come from. You know right, you right. do do them. Yeah, man, it doesn't matter I'll, if if I'm available, I'll, I'll do your show. And uh, well, yeah, that's
0: the thing. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're really busy, it could be a problem. But yeah. otherwise. And uh, no, people can go to Amazon right now and check out Jimmy Della Valle's uh, Just Jimmyism." Uh, you can look at that uh, for his act, too. And I right. uh, look forward to the, uh, the the TV show of Not For Nothing. From, uh, yeah, Not Jimmy For Nothing.
5: Della. And uh, they could do uh, Rivers 9. The movie Rivers 9 is on Amazon Prime right now as well. All
0: right. Um,
5: and they can go to funnyjimmy.com, which is very simple. Jimmy Della Valle, but then just go www.funnyjimmy.com. And then go to the menu, and then look, add me on Facebook into my VIP group, which is a specific group just for and be like, "Hey, I heard you on the uh, Nelson Show and whatever, you know, whatever they do, um, and, I, and if they want to buy T-shirts or anything like that, they can contact me or my per um, personal assistant,
0: and we can get the shit right out. you know cool. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, for all your Jimmy De Valley uh, needs funny Jimmy Della Valle. All right, Jimmy. Uh, really uh, grateful that you showed up. And uh, once again, want to thank our mutual pal, Steve Cooper, for arranging all of this. And uh, all the best. And uh, look forward to Not For Nothing on Amazon.
1: Okay. All
0: right, Jimmy. Uh, drive safely.
1: Thank you, brother.
5: Talk to you next time. And send me a link when this is available.
0: All right. I sure will. I sure will. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. bye You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from tweaked audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, miked and non mic'd versions designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M R N A I L S I N. It's not case sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Oh wow-wee, what's this? <laughs> well, it's another spaghetti sci-fi rift by yours truly. Oh man, don't leave me hanging! Fill me in on the details! <laughs> well, this time it's Mr. Nelson riffs War of the Robots. Oh boy! Yes, in War of the Robots, a scientist from Earth is kidnapped by a bunch of robots that all look like the late Rolling Stone Brian Jones. Huh, yes. The crew of the starship Trissy. What? <laughs> yes, they call it the starship Trissy. Uh, they pursue the robots to rescue the scientist and his beautiful assistant. They run around a lot, and once in a while they shoot ray guns and then watch TV. Yes, this spaghetti sci-fi romp was made by the same guys who made Cosmos War of the Planets. Oh, wow! Yes, so once again, someone on the set forgot to turn on the lights during filming. Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also in this package deal, you get Chapter 4 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Yes, Flash saves the Earth by taking a powder on a mountain. Meanwhile, Ming the Merciless makes Dale watch as Dr. Zarkov is forced to wear a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. It also contains some music from Kevin MacLeod. Oh, wow! Where can I get this? Oh, you just have to head over to cellfi.com slash Nelson, and this little gem can be yours simply for a buck seventy-five.
1: Oh, wow! Cheap!
0: Yes. Yes, it is. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com.
2: And now it's time for the adventures of the world's greatest superheroes, the ASS American Super Society. Previously, on the ASS American Super Society, uh, on terror. What? 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 The? Oh, oh no! What are you waiting for, Miss Wizard? Let's run them through that hole. What? Hey, wait a minute. It looks like... Yes! It's Washington DC! Meanwhile, down below at the Al-Qaeda camp from which this entire battle erupted, Osama bin Laden and his henchmen stare at the battle in the sky. Praise be to Allah! The 72 virgins are defeating the
1: Americans! Uh, yes! And now is my time to enact The second phase of my master plan. Fire up the bed of vengeance.
2: And with that, a curtain is pulled back from the structure in the camp to reveal a fully refurbished Horton bomber, the Nazi air experimental jet that was never able to put into service because the war ended before it could be, but was found at the lost Nazi base at the ancient ruins of the lost civilization in the arctic ice. But now, the bomber, which was the basis for the American stealth bomber, is now fully repurposed, and fueled, and fired up, and ready to go. And within its belly lies the Nazi atomic bomb. And now, the conclusion of the ASS, the American Super Society, War on Terror. Whoa, where the hell did that jet come from? It looks like
0: it lodged from midnight's Camp Blue. Yeah, and now it's flying right from this wizard's portal,
4: taking it straight to Washington DC.
2: Well, that can't be good. It's not. Nightline, don't you remember? What? What are you talking about, Moon Maid?
4: Al-Qaeda found a Nazi atomic bomb in that Arctic base, and no doubt it's in the belly of that bomber. We've got to knock it down. Honey, quick. Zap that plane with your plasma energy blast.
2: I don't know, sweetheart. Without my spectra rod, I can't properly focus my energy blast. It could be dangerous, and unpredictable. I can't dare risk it. Besides, my hands are full carrying this bag. Uh yeah, it's okay. You can let me go now. <coughs>
4: He's fine, dear. You can leave him on one of these flying carpets. He'll be okay. Now, we don't have a lot of options here, so you're going to have to risk the blast
2: and shoot that plane right, down. Damn it, get off my back!
4: Then, oh.
2: boss, Dr. Spectacular, let's loose with a massive plasma blast. But, as he warned, his aim is off. And it misses the Nazi bomber. Oh, 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 no, no. I I struck the volition headhunter. I missed wizard. Oh, Uh, jeez. I I think the volition headhunter is completely fried. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Hey, look. The portal's closing. Holy crap, Night-Night. Step on
0: the gas. We got to get after that plane. I know. I know. Damn it.
2: And so, night Knight and the rest of the ASS, the American Super Society, fly through the rapidly closing portal. And once it is completely sealed, they suddenly find themselves in the sky over Washington, D.C. Along with about 30 of the flying carpet riding gen and one atomic bomb carrying Horton Nazi bomber. Quick, get to that bomber, Night-Night. Knight. Yeah, I'm on the way there, but I don't know what we're
0: going to do once we get there. Your pistols aren't going to do much to that bomber, and even if they could, we'd still be dropping an atomic bomb on Washington, D.C. It's simple, knight Night. We're going to get on that plane, take out the flight crew, and then you're going to take over the controls and fly wait. it away to sea. Oh. Oh, yeah. I... Wait, wait a minute! How the hell are we going to get in there?
4: Leave that to me, Night Night. Thanks to my cybernetic vocal cards, I can shoot a focused, concentrated sonic blast that'll rip that hatch right off the plane.
2: And thus, the Scarlet Siren lets rip one of her massive sonic blasts from her cybernetic vocal cords, concentrated right on to the hatch of the Horton Flying Bomber. And does indeed rip it clean off, giving our heroes, the A.S.S. the American Civil Society, clear entry into the bomber. Ugh, we're in. Oh, but the suction, jeez! Uh, Hang on, touch! Got
0: What's to I deal doing? with these oh, Al Qaeda idiots. Doing and now hey. me, night night got the controls. Oh. oh my god, Harry, we're closing in on the White House. Not for long, we're out of here.
4: Good, Holy God, what the hell was oh that? Oh no, of those bitches ripped open the belly of the plane. The bomb, it's falling.
2: And the falling atomic bomb does not go unnoticed by the other members of the ASS, the American Service Society. Victory is ours. Oh no, I'm Spectacular, look, the bomb's falling on the White House. What? Oh my god. Darling, you've got to use your plasma powers to capture it! Damn it, Moon Man, you know I can't do that! It could set it off! We're... It's, it's... There's... There's nothing we can do! Wait a minute! So... Someone just leaped out of the White House! Uh, uh, he's flying right towards the bomb! It, it It's Sun King! Yes, the mighty Sun King, who, all this time, had been guarding the President within the White House, now leaps to stop the bomb and does indeed capture it with his bare hands he then flies into the stratosphere and lunges the bomb towards the sun where it explodes but it's the sun so nobody notices meanwhile back on earth at washington dc the capital of the united states of america night night has crash landed the jet in the washington mall And once again, recovered on his night glider, he, Scarlet Siren, and Top Gun Tom, rush to the White House, which is under assault by the remaining evil djinn. Good lord, there's too many of them! They're getting into the White House! Get out of the way, night Knight. This time I have a clear shot. And with one massive bright plasma blast, Dr. 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 Spectacular does indeed wipe out the remaining djinn. All except one, that has snuck in to the White House. The Oval Office, to be exact. Get behind me, Mr. <laughs> President, and leave this oh, bitch man. to me. Oh, geez. oh Your, your weapons, weapons are useless against me, mortal.
0: Oh. Hey, come on. I mean, uh, what if I just
1: resign? Would that be okay? Only your death will suffice, and from my mystic blade I strike at thee.
2: But suddenly, out of nowhere, whiz using his super speed, rushes in and takes the full impact. Of the evil jinn's mystic bolt. Then <laughs> oh! at the same time, Sun King rushes in, grabbing a hold of the evil jinn, and from within his steel grip, she cannot wrangle free. What? Oh no! Whizbang! Whizbang! No! Oh! Whizbang! He's dead. Oh man, that sucks.
0: Tell you what, man, I'll uh, I'll give him like one of them metal things. Uh, That'll be cool. Are you all right, Mister? Oh yeah, thanks, unking King. Thanks. Yeah. What about you, Colonel Dick Rage? Other than soreness and some burns, I think I'll be all right. All right. What about (laughs) Wizbang? Yeah, it's too bad we lost the little guy. (laughs) We lost more than Wizbang. Venusian Headhunter and Miss Wizard are also gone. Venusian Headhunter. I mean. Come on, does that even count? <laughs> what was that, anyway?
4: hey oh, Tom, come on now. Come on.
2: Now, what to do with this gin creature?
4: Leave that to me, son king.
2: Suddenly, a woman who bears a striking resemblance to Marilyn Monroe appears in the Oval Office. Wearing the green tunic of Miss Wizard. What? Who the hell are you, lady? How'd you get in here, and why are you wearing Miss Wizard's clothes?
4: I'm wearing her clothes night-night, because I am hurt. Whenever Dr. Spectacular's blast hit me, it I was fatally wounded, and so I had to use the alchemical forces to alter reality in order to heal my body. But as you can see, the results are unpredictable, and it's radically changed my appearance. Kind of like Doctor Who. You ever see that show? It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Wow. That's, uh, that's quite a makeover, yes. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, look, lady, the next time you hit a bunch of donuts and you get really fat, just go ahead and do that <gasps> don't, 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 wait for do oh, doctors
4: shut your fat. mouth Tom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ah, come oh, just, on.
2: don't just
4: mind him. So. Oh, um, yeah. Well, no, uh, it's true. Uh, whatever. Anyway, 72 gin was quite the challenge, but sending one of them back to hell is as simple as abracadabra. Now, now, now.
2: Thank you, Miss Wizard. That's quite a relief. Man, she she really stuck. You want to know what else
0: stinks, Sun King? You! Where the hell were you all this time? This whole battle could have been over hours before it happened. We probably would have saved whiz and Miss Wiz- Well, Miss Wizard's not dead and a Venusian headhunter. We don't even know what that was. But anyway, uh, whiz need not die. Uh, where the hell were you?
1: <laughs> Hold on there, Night-Night.
0: Sun King had the most important job of all of you. What? What was that? Guard me. (laughs) Now that you're all here, you can listen to Dick Rage, because he's got a new job for you. What? Anyway, later, I gotta catch a plane to Waco. Yes, well, American Super Society, as the President said, I've got another mission for you. Hmm, what is it, Colonel Rage? Well, Sun King, it appears there's a giant alien creature hiding behind the moon called the Star Crab. Then it's full of other crabs that. Uh, it, <laughs> what? Well, no, no, you don't know, understand. These are parasitic creatures that live on. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, yeah i bet. No, damn it! Listen to me. These littler crabs are able to attach themselves to the faces of human beings and reduce them to nothing more than the zombie slaves of the star crab. So, uh, we can't put up with that, so we want you guys to head over to the moon and get rid of that star crab. Fear not, Colonel Dick Rage, for whenever evil rears its ugly head, the ASS will be there to take them down. Glad to hear it, Sun King. Hey, Night night this is for you. What? What's this? It's the bill for all the damages incurred from this latest mission. Remember, uh, we're counting on your finances to uh, fund this whole operation, as the American Super Society has to remain off the books. So, uh, get to it. Damn it. This is outrageous. Well, I guess you could refuse to fund all these operations, but then we could expose your identity and throw you in prison for crimes of vigilantism. Take your pick. Oh, I'm sure it won't need to come to that. Look on the right side, night Knight. A new force of justice has been formed the world from evil and mayhem and shut up Sun King shut up
2: oh lord thus concludes the origin of the ASS the American Super Society and now you know the story of how the world's greatest superhero team came to be The ASS, the American Super Society, is a
0: Nelson production. All characters are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. All right, that's the end for this uh, episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. Again, I want to thank my guest, Jimmy uh, Nadella-Valley. And uh, I believe he's going to be a guest on the uh, Rob Saul Show, so you'll probably hear us uh, next week live on Rob Saul. And uh, we'll talk to him again then, or that crew will, instead of just me. Uh, uh, so uh, that's it for this show. Uh, and that's it for the, uh, the ASS story. <laughs> uh, there'll be some more of those guys and some more Night Night later on. And, uh, I'm going to have to restart, uh, or not restart, uh, get back to the Star and story, which I haven't finished yet. And, uh, I had some, uh, more trailers that I was going to review, but, uh, it's just, uh, this is going long, so I'll, uh, hold that over for next week, perhaps. And, uh, we'll get to that, uh... Gee, too bad about Bill O'Reilly, but uh, who knows? Maybe he had it coming. (laughs) I don't know, but like I say, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's a lot of women. Uh, But uh, a blonde joke that's not even much of a joke, really, Uh, just doesn't qualify. No, it doesn't. That's just stupid. So uh, if it's it's a lot of incidents like that rather than the ones about uh, the actual harassment, then... uh, But anyway... Uh, that's that. So, in conclusion, uh, I think Vice President uh, Mike Pence has been proven right here. (laughs) See, you'd better be careful. And, you know, always be a gentleman and treat a woman like a lady. All right. Good night, everybody. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked.